Welcome to the Biopractica Professional Podcast Series. Biopractica is an Australian-owned, practitioner-only brand focusing on nutritional and herbal products proven to play a role in preventative medicine. Biopractica is committed to supporting healthcare professionals in developing their knowledge and skills so they can confidently and effectively tackle the major health challenges facing their patients today. To support this commitment, the Learning Hub was established by Biopractica to offer practitioners a collection of educational resources so they can stay informed on the latest in health science research. Hello and welcome or welcome back if you're a regular listener. I'm Paul Kern and today we will be chatting about collagen and its role in gut health. As usual, I'm joined by my brilliant co-host, Claire Murray. Hello, Claire. Hello, Paul. How are you going? Very well. And how are you? I'm going well, going well. Keen to dive into Good. this topic. Well, collagen for gut healing, not really something that people are always necessarily thinking of. Almost seems like a bit of an unusual concept, but that's exactly why we're going to chat about it today. I guess before we sort of start having a bit of a chat about it, I'll, I'll bring some people up to speed. Many of you, of course, will know everything you need to about collagen, but here's a quick 101 on collagen. So, of course, you know, it, we, we know it's the most abundant protein in the body and it is used for all connective tissue. So, of course, this is one of the reasons why, because it's so, it is in so much connective tissue, I think it does lend itself to the concept of gut healing. When we do look at it, though, from really an amino acid perspective, and I think that's a really important part of collagen is to look at its amino acid profile, is we know there's a, a really good amount of glycine in there, 20 to, say, 30% generally. You know, there's a generous amount of glutamine in there around the sort of 10% mark. But even things such as proline and hydroxyproline make up around 25% of it. So when we do look at collagen, you know, as I said, I think we can just look at it sometimes almost mistakenly as it's just, you know, something used for connective tissue. I think understanding mm. that glycine, glutamine, proline, hydroxyproline, breakdown is important because of course when we ingest something we do sort of digest it a bit yeah. as well Hope, hopefully we actually digest it if we're eating things and not digesting it as i've said to my patients in the past you may as well just eat the cardboard box that your food comes in <laughs> rather than the actual food so uh, you know i often say that to people and they sort of go yeah i guess you're right and, and i think we've got to keep that in mind when we ingest collagen that's what's going to happen. But remember, there are also different types of collagen. They're, they say there's basically basically five types. Your type one and three are the kinds that are generally found in skin, tendon, vasculature, organs, and bone. Type two, though, is really quite specifically, that's really cartilage that we're finding in our joints. So when people are talking about collagen for joints, they tend to be talking of type two collagen. And type four and five, uh, basement membranes, the other cells like epithelium cells actually adhere to, uh, hair, placenta, those sorts of things. But when we are talking about from a supplemental perspective, you know, whether marine or bovine origin, normally we're looking at types one and three. So when people talk about a collagen sort of supplement, if it's marine, it, it tends to be mainly type one, bovine type one and and three. But I just want to keep sort of moving on from there though, because we've sort of established that, okay, collagen is going to be really important for our gut, gut health. Why? Because it kind of, our gut is made of it, holds it all together. But there are also those other proteins that connect epithelial cells together. So we've got 
the cordons. And remember, some of the cordons, especially in the gut, in part of these tight junctions, are where certain things will be absorbed. And so we need to maintain the integrity of these tight junctions because that's how our selective gut barrier actually works. There's also things such as the zonular occludens. And then there is something that many of us have heard of before, which is zonulin. And even though zonulin itself isn't really a tight junction, it is a protein that influences the permeability of tight junctions. What is the biggest threat to tight junctions in the gut? Well, we know it is really gut inflammation. So you were sort of talking about this a bit before when we were chatting before, Claire, that you know, gut inflammation is going to affect, you know, these tight junctions. Did you want to sort of just recap as per our conversation before? Yes. So, I mean, principally, you know, as many people will probably be aware, any kind of triggering of inflammation in the gut, it will start to degrade and destroy these tight junctions, kind Mm -hmm. of as we've been alluding to. So whether or not that's from you know, uh, something, a food allergy, a food intolerance, if someone's having that kind of Western high-fat, high-sugar diet, if there's an infection, if there's dysbiosis, if, you know, whatever it is, if that gut Mm -hmm. starts to become inflamed, the production of those pro-inflammatory cytokines, your classic ones like your TNF-alpha, your interleukin-6, they will start to degrade and destroy those tight junctions. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is really interesting about collagen. I think to your point where you said it's interesting and we don't necessarily connect them, I feel like within Mm -hmm. practitioner supplementation, collagen is not being used per se as a gut healing nutrient yet. And yet for patients Mm -hmm. in, you know, retail world, it is very pervasive to take a collagen mm-hmm. powder for you know inner beauty for gut health like help your skin mm-hmm. radiate but do it by healing your gut it's really interesting and i don't think we've quite mm-hmm. gotten to the bottom of it yet because science hasn't quite gotten to the bottom of it yet that mm-hmm. the connective tissue like yes we have like those basement membranes and everything that you've talked about before that are kind of that connective tissue that you know like our gut epithelium is literally connecting to and it's holding it all in place and everything. but these tight yeah. junctions themselves they aren't technically classified as connective tissue but they're the main thing that are actually Mm. adhering our gut cells together they're the things Mm. that is you know under the influence of things like zonulin our our inflammatory foods or whatever can become you know nice and tightly knit or really leaky and allowing those Mm. food or dysbiotic uh, organisms or lps to pass through as we know like leaky Mm. gut or healthy Mm. gut but but if we give collagen mm-hmm. as an intervention, mm-hmm. it helps to heal the gut. It helps the tight junctions. Yep. And so this is what yep. I'm really interested in of like, how is it doing that? And that's what I've been intrigued mm. about. And I think, you know, I could kind of run through a couple of mechanisms with you that um, science is kind of starting to kind of tease this apart about, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be helping these forms of collagen in the body, but it's going to be helping these tight junctions as well. And that's yep. really yep. what we want to be supporting, don't we? So Absolutely. the first one that what collagen is actually doing is it seems to have a out-and-out anti-inflammatory effect. Like it will actually right. inhibit the production or the transcription of NF-kappa-B. So it will right. come and it will basically interrupt, you know, that we know that's our principal, you know, transcription factor to kind of kick off the whole inflammatory cascade. It will also trigger that kind of chemotaxis, so those chemokines that cause that migration of so mm. many more, you know, immune cells to kind of produce more inflammatory cytokines, produce more oxidative stress, create more tissue damage, like just amplify and amplify that tissue response. 
collagen actually mm. out and out, you know, as its as its own compound will actually come and interrupt that and stop right. the production of NF kappa B and, and that migration. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. is then therefore, you know, inhibiting levels of like UTNF alpha and interleukin six and therefore mm -hmm. their mm -hmm. disruption of our tight junction. Yep. So it's going to interrupt yep. that tight junction kind of degradation. It helps to preserve some of those tight junction proteins that you were talking about before, like right. occludin and zonular occludins. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's evidence mm -hmm. specifically showing that administering our collagen peptides actually helps to preserve them. So right. I find that very interesting. Mm. Another way that it's actually working on that inflammation is that it's also working on our macrophages. So you might remember from our immune and our patho lessons that we have our macrophages uh -huh. and then depending kind of what they're exposed to on the environment, they will kind of morph into that M1 phenotype, mm -hmm. which is very pro-inflammatory, mm -hmm. or they'll kind of morph into yeah. that or change into that M2 phenotype, which is more that anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. So if you have an inflamed gut, like they kind of use like a colitis model here, an inflamed mm -hmm. colon colonocytes, already happening we've already got that m1 state in full swing it's already happening mm -hmm. we introduce collagen you know as an intervention and it actually helps those macrophages mm -hmm. switch into that m2 state so they go from pumping out all those cytokines the chemokines mm -hmm. into being more anti-inflammatory immunotolerant mm -hmm. you know to the antigens present in the lumen and that antioxidant like reducing down all those reactive oxygen species like your superoxide and everything that can get produced so very interesting. I was going to say really interesting because what you've spoken of so far is a, I'll call it immune regulation for want of a better term, but um, immune yes. regulation that we're talking collagen. Now I will confess there was a time in my life when I thought collagen was really simply about just holding things together. You know, yes. it's just structural if you know what I mean, but what you're saying and, and you're right, this is exactly what the data is pointing to is that ingesting it though, actually almost has an immune regulatory effect, which I, I think is absolutely fascinating only because as I said, I think, you know, when we study anatomy and physiology, you know, we, we sort of group things. We go tissue. Well, that's just to hold people together. You know, mm -hmm. collagen. Yeah. Well, it makes sure that you don't fall apart. You really need it, you know, but, mm -hmm. but it's obviously so much more than that. But I do wonder what's your sort of take on it? Because remember, I, I think this is looking at, you know, collagen from immune regulating. That's fine. But what about the actual constituents? So I spoke of what makes up collagen. Mm -hmm. And I spoke of the glycine. I spoke of the glutamine, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the roles that they sort of can play. I mean, for example, you know, glycine has been shown that can actually inhibit neutrophil activation which reduces reactive oxygen species, superoxide anions, etc. You know, glycine has been shown to inhibit the induction of inflammatory cytokines. Uh, you know, your interleukin 1-beta, interleukin 6, tumor necrosis, factor alpha. You know, and, and then it's even known that, you know, colon cells themselves can use glutamine as a source of repair. So I, I think it's really interesting that, it covers this weird two-layered aspect where it's the almost what we would call the structural function, but it turns out that it's actually an immune regulator mm. as well. Have you come across much research which shows which one it actually is? Is it both? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, this is what they're saying. It's kind of doing both, right? Like that's what the evidence Mm. shows us at this point. And I think Mm. kind of to your point, like they're kind of surprised. Like I think we've all been like, oh, yeah, there's connective tissue in the gut. I think maybe Mm -hmm. we've grouped type junctions in with that connective tissue and that's what's always confused me a bit. I'm like, what is collagen actually doing? And then, you know, tight junctions, they're not technically connective tissue. So I think it's been very easy for us to be like, tight junctions, they're connective tissue. Collagen helps repair connective tissue. Easy, you know, Mm -hmm. bing, bam, boom, it's done. We give them some collagen, Mm -hmm. the leaky gut gets healed because everything needs back Mm -hmm. together. And of course, you know, I shouldn't be surprised, but I kind of am that it's more complex, more interesting, more intriguing mm. than that, that it actually appears mm. to be as a, a whole compound, these collagen peptides, anti-inflammatory, that they're interrupting mm. the inflammatory process, interrupting and stopping the inflammatory cascade to kind of prepare, uh, preserve these tight junctions. Mm-hmm. But then to the point that you're making, there's also the evidence that, and like you said, it, they're kind of the intro, you know, when we consume something like collagen peptides, the body is going to break them down. Like that's the exact point mm. of the digestive system, isn't it? So if it's like 20 mm. to 30% glycine and we know that glycine is helping to inhibit our neutrophils and the huge amount of free oxygen, reactive oxygen species that they pump mm-hmm. out during their inflammatory process, we can see how, you know, the breaking it down into its individual amino acids then it's giving the gut mm-hmm. a little bit of glycine to help calm down that immune response, a little bit of glutamine to do some gut repair. So it seems to be with where the science is currently at, and I'm intrigued how it will further develop, you know, as time goes on. It mm. seems like it's kind of doing this immune, immune modulating, you know, which is the phrase which you use, as well as kind mm. of providing some of these amino acids for that kind of baseline gut repair, mm. which is not necessarily what I thought it was doing. No, look, and and, and I don't think you nor me, uh, I don't think just the two of us are alone in in having, I would say, seen collagen in, in a light that, you know, Look, let's be honest, without all this research, even 15, 20 years ago, I don't think many people saw collagen in this light. And Mm. I don't think many people always considered or would have considered putting it into something to help heal the gut and it being so important potentially for healing the gut. So can we talk about aloe vera? Sure, we know aloe is great for healing the gut and that's wonderful and that's fine. You know, we, we know that there's, you know, that the other things such as we've spoken before about partially hydrolyzed guar gum. We know that that can play a fantastic mm. role as well. You know, we, we absolutely know you need the right kind of well-researched strains of probiotics. But, you know, uh, really, I, I think after this, I am also left saying, well, I probably, I probably, especially for those people where, you know, you see those illnesses, you go, there's a gut problem there's an immune problem there's a gut problem i really should be thinking about using that with uh, those patients as well Mm, yes and i think like you said you know we have aloe we have phtg we have glutamine we have zinc and then i'm like oh i always thought i'd be classifying collagen kind of almost in with that glutamine camp in that it's Mm. providing some of that base structural ingredients that the body needs to repair damaged tissue and, you know, mm. it is doing that to a degree, which you can see because it's got glutamine in it, but it's also over here in like the aloe vera turmeric camp or curcumin camp mm. because it's also anti-inflammatory. Mm. So mm. I think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see, I, I'm interested because I feel like evidence is, well, science is kind of picking up on the fact that people are very interested in collagen as mm. gut repair. I think people have been using it on a wide level for quite a while. 
but we're now starting to actually understand maybe what it's doing. There's still, you know, in vitro animal model studies and now we're starting to see some good human trials done on it. People are trying to start, mm-hmm. you know, kind of pick and tease this apart and go, what's actually going on down here? So I'm kind mm-hmm. of intrigued to kind of watch the science maybe over the next five to ten years to actually see if they can dig down even further to figure out mm-hmm. how collagen is having this, like, quite interesting anti-inflammatory effect and you know, effect mm-hmm. on the inflammatory cascade. Because, yeah, I would be very intrigued to learn more. But, you know, you don't need to know all the nitty-gritty. That's just my that, brain. That's right. That's right. Well, we, like, we don't actually need to understand <laughs> every pathway. And I think sometimes yeah. once we do get enough information showing, oh, what's been observed repeatedly is that it can decrease inflammation, then so, sometimes that's enough. I mean, can you yes. imagine, you know, working with 30 patients a week and keeping on top of every last piece of research and a mechanism of action for everything, I, I think it almost gets too much. I think it no, almost gets yes, too much. yes, exactly. So, and it just, p- it's perhaps, just interesting to, yeah, know these things sometimes. But you kind of paint right. that clinical picture too. I'm like, it's just so good and that every patient that I've seen that's taken it, it's so low allergen. Like it doesn't have any mm. of like the fibers and potential FODMAPs maybe mm-hmm. that some of your veggie proteins can have. It doesn't have the way, like it's just so low allergen. It's so mm-hmm. well tolerated. And we even know mm. now that if we're trying to give it to someone who's got a really leaky, upset, unhappy gut because maybe they're not mm. even absorbing their things very well and we want to mm. get that protein happening because they can't eat it mm. any other way. Then, you know, I feel like it's being prescribed a lot in that picture because it's so well tolerated. But now we know it's Mm. actually helping to heal the gut at the same time Mm. through these, you know, interesting ways. So I feel like it's such an easy win to be, you know, implementing Mm. in clinic and in our gut healing formulas because we know it's doing something and we know that it's helping to provide those amino acids to the body and to the gut, Mm. you know, for that healing. Look, I I think you just said it all there, Claire. I I, I think you just (laughs) basically, I I think you gave this uh, podcast a wrap. You know, we, it's been shown that collagen can, you know, we, we know help heal with gut, help, you know, immunomodulation um, and really is something that as prackies we should all be thinking about a little more. Mm, that is exactly it. Turns out you did the Perfect. rap, Paul. <laughs> well, <laughs> who, who, whoever you want to attribute it to, that's a wrap, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for this Biopractica podcast today. I hope you tune in again soon to join Claire and I, and we will dig up some more interesting and exciting information for you sometime soon. Will do. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you again soon. Take care, everyone. Bye. To continue the conversation or find out more about our products and educational resources, please head to biopractica.com. Bio Practica, empowering healthcare professionals.